This has been a long, tough year for so many reasons. They say, may you live in interesting times, and 2020 has certainly been interesting. Through all the difficulties of the year, we've been pushed forward by our instincts as humans to put others above ourselves and work towards the future together. During our months of lockdown and isolation, we've all turned to games, movies and music to escape and take us to new places and satiate our curiosity and need for stimulation. While we all hope that 2021 brings better days, today we are looking at the entertainment that pulled us through one of the toughest years in our lifetimes. Welcome once again to Frost Media, I am Mr Monday and joining me once again are my friends Jay Moan as Zara Nation and Invader Sam. Hey folks! Hello! Hello. How was that? How was that? God, that was great, mate. You've been in front of the mirror all day doing that. (laughs) This practice you've been getting on YouTube has really worked out for you, hasn't it? How are we all doing? Good. I think. Glad we're coming to the end of this year, I suppose. Yeah. Light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. And uh, of course, next year I'll uh, will be I'll finally be able to um, continue my lead against uh, Nazara Nation at Crazy Golf in Great Yarmouth. So uh, well, something to look forward to. I mean, <laughs> let's not get too carried away here. <laughs> I think the score just... is at four-two uh, now, isn't it, mate? Yeah. Is it three-one? It <laughs> it's two. I'm two ahead. No, it's four-two, mate. It's four-two. I know it's a two two point gap, two point but I don't gap, think it's yeah. been that many years. <laughs> is it three one? I think it's three one, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. You can pull there back is some... there is always the chance that it might not be there because they've gone out of business. <laughs> so you may just have to set up <laughs> some little kids. You may have to set up some <laughs> kids golf holes in the street where you live. <laughs> just do it that way. We've always it's got okay, I can comfort knowing that I'm I'm better at golf with friends. Yeah, it's all about the real world, mate. You the virtual world. <laughs> World. <laughs> the real world takes real skill. Real skill. <laughs> the fact that not many of us have actually been out into the real world properly, besides work as well, for the past year. So See, I've been honing my skills, right? I've got like a little mini crazy golf course in the back garden that every day I just pop out. <laughs> Practicing all year. <laughs> Hitting golf balls through your neighbour's windows doesn't count. (laughs) Just rage. (laughs) Anyway, uh, (laughs) this time we're talking about the games that that, uh, pulled us through the year. Um, Yes, so our games of the year.
wants to go first? Um, ben. Hi. Hello. You right? Yeah. Good. What have you been playing? Sorry? <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> Did you just call me baby? Uh, what have you been playing? <laughs> oh, my God. That's a classic reference, if ever there was one. <laughs> I always like What's to that think... game? Thomas was alone. <laughs> yeah, Tom. He's actually a really big developer now. You know, yeah. he's like, he's had some really big games. Like, <laughs> sometimes, so, no, sometimes I like to think that he lays in bed remembering that one time at Eurogame of 2011 when... <laughs> Anyway, what... wait, make the um, John Wick game that's just come out. Do you know what he might have? Let's have a look. What's it called? Bithell Games. Yeah, Mike Bithell. Mike Bithell, Bithell Games. Solitaire Conspiracy. Oh, yeah, John Wick Hex, he did. Yeah, oh, cool. Good knowledge. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Tell me about it. I've been, I've been waiting for that moment. <laughs> drop, drop the mic. See ya. See ya. <laughs> okay, Ben, what have you been playing this year? Okay, so um, <laughs> I haven't really played too many new games this year. I've I've sort of developed into this this kind of gamer now that I barely ever buy games new. Only these very few exceptions, and two of these games are two of those exceptions where I've been so excited that I have to play on day one. And I think it's worth just mentioning as well we are not going to be talking about cyberpunk because literally it's only been out three days for like two days <laughs> since we yep. were recording this so you know these lists might change who knows when cyberpunk actually works um <laughs> so oh, this is systems that can run it exactly, <laughs> exactly. um so the first one I want to talk about is, you know, both of these games I've talked about on the podcast before, so I'm not going to spend loads of time on this, but I, I, I want to, I want to talk about my game of the year last. So this, this, this first game is an honourable mention that it should have probably been game of the year for me if it wasn't for the issues that I had with it, um, and that's obviously uh, Last of Us Two, and The Last of Us Two was obviously a, a big, a big event for for the uh, playstation fan base this year and we were all looking forward to it and you know having sat with it for you know i guess a few months now i can't even remember when it came out it but it's been a few year, months. March, yeah. yeah so with how the game was and it was it was a very depressing game and 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 at the time you know everything was looking bleak and so there's all that side of the game, and and obviously I've I've voiced my my issues with the 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 storytelling, the pace of the game, mm-hmm. uh, and just all, all 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 of that sort of side of the game. But you, but I, I can't leave it out of the discussion of best games of this year because of everything else in the game, the the quality of everything else. And I spoke about this before. You know, it's a shame that the story did not meet the quality of every other aspect of the game you know you've got the world design which they really developed so well from the first game you know they 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 expanded on that feeling of desperation you know that the, the hostility of the of the world you know it still felt fresh even though it was it was you know very similar to what we had already seen um in the first game but there was there was there was enough new environments and 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 it, and it felt it, it, it didn't feel like I was just playing the same game again. And, you know, the level design as well is, you know, it was very clever. You know, there was a lot of great linear stuff, but also some really nice open, um, you know, 
allowing multiple methods to of, of dealing with certain situations and certain enemies you know that, that that was really great and and i think the best thing about the game is probably the sound design you know like like the 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 voice acting the the actual design of uh the enemy sounds and the soundtrack as well um i mean when you've got an incredible cast of actors like ashley johnson laura bailey and troy baker you know you're gonna you know having those people you're going to have really deep complex characters when they are you know these really talented voice actors <laughs> and it's it's hard like i said it's it's hard to love this game because of the tone of it and how i was disappointed with the story but it's hard also to not include it in the top games of the year and, that, and that's another thing you know it did get game of the year at the game awards and obviously a lot of people were saying well did it deserve it with the you know you know what, what was it? it was like 90 percent of the votes for game awards for the game awards is the jury, um, it's jury isn't it yeah 10 percent is is player base i feel like if it was more like 50 50 or 60 40 i feel like maybe ghost of tsushima would have got it or something else would have got would have got game of the year maybe even yeah. animal crossing but Animal Crossing should have got the game of the year because I mean it's the game that most people have played for the longest. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that like Animal Crossing is the game that everyone turned to during you know the most difficult time of the year, and if that's not worthy of the game of the year mantle, then but anyway. And I think and I think that's 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 why I I I understand why because it is such an incredible feat in terms of game design mm -hmm. and at um what's the like like production and and how the game looks and feels and again it's just it's just the story that that that, that, that stops it from being game of the year for me um and it's a shame but i, I still like the game i i do like it for, for the other reasons and i think i will i think i am more likely to revisit the game now after a few months and think you know what i've got a fresh perspective on you know i've allowed it to sit with me for a long time you know i, I, mm. I could probably mm. go back and play it again but we will see we will see um but yes it's funny you mentioned animal crossing oh. William, oh. because oh, no. um yeah i mean it is my game of the year and and, and it feels weird to say that it really does but I think we know that, like you said, it really was the game that everybody needed yep. when it came out. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was the the perfect tone for it was that that really just friendly, happy, feel good thing that everybody needed when it was literally like the first lockdown in the UK when that came out, and that was like very close to when that all happened. Hmm. Timing but is everything. It really it was. It really is. Yeah. yeah. It really was. I was and excited for it anyway. <laughs> and and that's, that's that's the thing as well. I was I was exactly the same. I was still really excited for this because I I loved New Leaf. I played it a lot on the DS, um, the 3DS I should say, and I was excited to finally get a Switch version, you know, console mm. version like TV and everything. But there's not much more that you can really say about it because obviously there's it is the same gameplay loop it is the same feel every time but that's kind of the reason why you come back to it i think and i mean i should actually check i should i should i should check to see what my uh 
your playtime is. Lakers. God. I think. I, I think. I dread to think. It is so therapeutic. I. That is like my favorite way to wind down. Just grab my switch and lay in bed and just. Absolutely. Yeah. That's water flowers or perfect. craft things. <laughs> Music, isn't it? Well, I think that's, yeah. that's that's kind of the reason again, because it kind of gave us routine when we didn't when we kind of lost our normal routines, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it did. It gave us a routine that like, oh, I've got on today because I've got to get my, I've got to start doing stuff for my villages and I've got to do this and got to do that. <laughs> and, yeah. What about turnips? Got to go. Yeah, see exactly. Get the turnips. <laughs> there was a, there was a time when I was going on every single day, like twice a day, to check the turnip prices, and yeah. I was just like in so much money that I now just don't have. You know, just don't have anything to spend it on, you know. Oh, look at Mr. Moneybags so, over here. Fuck yeah. you, Mr. Moneybags. Rock it around. So, uh, yeah, 325 hours, it says. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Can you see? Can you see? Oh, what, what, how? See, um, let's, have, let's have a look. Uh, oh, no way. I've, I've not connected this to my new internet, so I can't check. But, oh, um, yeah, it's... And that's another thing I think I, d- I should mention as well, like the fact that I don't have anything, you know, I don't have anything else to do. I think the long term um, content is a little bit more worrisome, I guess. I think there have been these little events that have come up, obviously, and I don't know. I feel like they, they, they bring you back for maybe a week mm. and then you sort of stop again, you know, and I think that's OK for a bit. But when we start getting back into spring when we're starting to see the same events come around again, I question, I will, I will question that, um, that strategy of how they're releasing stuff. I hope that they bring in new stuff and they don't just say, Oh, we're going to do the Easter event again. I mean, obviously they're going to do it, but can we have something else as well? Yeah. yeah. Terrible. That creepy bunny <laughs> coming around again. Dude, I was just sick of digging up bloody eggs. Yeah. Yeah. I think you, think you found a fossil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They yeah. were, yeah. The de- every time, and you'd find an egg in a tree, you shake your tree, and out comes another egg. The Easter <laughs> thing was a real pain in the bum, to be honest. But yes. I hope they add more stuff. I hope they add more um, buildings, like stuff to add to your town. You know, like mm. you think back to New Leaf, we had so many more things. I mean, the they, they used to be obviously the coffee shop, um, and they have added a few things they've had that there was the dream shop but obviously they've added that to the game in a different way and the hair the hair dressers was in there as well but obviously you can just do that in your in front of a mirror so i hope they add more stuff like that because i feel like that would bring me back a bit more because i have just designed my island completely now i've got nothing else to really do in the game so it's the events that will keep bringing me back but it is game of the year for me because it is the game that we needed and it was and it was the feel good easy to play chilled out gaming sessions and you know spending it with those villagers that i fucking love apart from velma who i finally got rid of thank god (laughs) (laughs) she did catch up way too many times she did she absolutely did oh good yeah, I think Animal Crossing's definitely just kind of. I think it's. Uh, you know, <laughs> I definitely don't think it would have def- um, taken off as much as it did had had the events of this year not happened. Right. And I think, uh, I don't know, our kids are going to look back at it and be like, "Oh, you did what? Were you?" 
I really like it because I like decorating. I love decorating my yeah. house. I love wearing clothes that I wouldn't normally wear, like having hairstyles that I okay. can't have, hair colors. Like, it's it's nice for me. It's like a second life. <laughs> I know it's sad to say, but... No, but it is, though, isn't it? It, it does feel yeah. like a second life. You actually feel like you know these villages, and it's sad. Yeah, you get attached <laughs> to them. Yeah. Yeah. I love every one of mine except for a few. I got Will's old villagers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she they got the moved ones to in my the... island, and I was like, "Great." And what was cute is that, that when I when I when I then went 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 over there again, they recognised me from my island, and oh, they were God. like, "Oh, good to see you again." Yeah, if anyone ever fucks with Marshall, I'll kill him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get Marshall to move to my island next. <laughs> he is the cutest villager, and I have no, uh, I will hear no um, arguments against me? that. <laughs> Zucker is the cutest villager. <laughs> Zucker is the best. I'll fight you. I'll fight you with ketchup. Okay, ketchup's pretty cute. <laughs> I have a I have a duck. He's called Drake. He looks like a real duck, like a real duck would look. You know, the markings on a, on a normal He's duck. Boring. You're you're boring. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Will will really fight someone over Marshall. Let me tell you. He looks so cute right now with his little hat on in the in the snow. Oh, help! <laughs> anyway, okay, uh, is that everything, Ben? That is, yes. Wow, who wants to go next? Jamo. Yep, thank you. <laughs> I was about to suggest that before my internet crashes again. <laughs> so, yeah, all the um, all the voice cuts out because I sound like I'm underwater. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I suppose I I'll be talking about Animal Crossing as well, but not yet. Um, <laughs> So, just a quick heads up, like, very similar to Ben, I've played a lot of games from previous years this year, and a lot of them I've actually played on the Switch because they've been re-released on the Switch. Um, It's funny we talk about, we mentioned about Cyberpunk at the start, because I bought the Borderlands Legendary Collection in the summer because obviously Outer Worlds was an absolute shitbox on the Switch. <laughs> oh, really? So, yeah, so basically, Cyberpunk, for instance, looking how it does now, is the equivalent of how the Outer Worlds looked <laughs> when it first released yeah. on the Switch. Thankfully, it's been patched, and now it's fantastic on the Switch. But for about four months, it was a shitbox. So, hence, I, I can understand... Having played Cyberpunk as well, I understand the. Pa- I've had it twice this year, you know, same thing. <laughs> yeah. And even Borderlands 2 on the Switch had some major issues, but Borderlands 1 is amazing on the Switch. Um, you know, old games re-released, and Jurassic World Evolution, one of my favourite games of all time. I spend a lot of time on that. That's been re-released on the Switch. And you can read the review of uh, you can read the review of Jurassic uh, the Jurassic Park game on the uh, Frostmedia website, frostmediahub.co.uk. What? There you go. There's a good link, people. Go there. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've sort of gone back through old stuff. And also Jedi Fallen Order, which I absolutely love, so especially good. the way the story ended. But yeah. we're talking about games this year. And I've got to admit, I've not played as many standout games this year besides the ones that I'm going to talk about. And I know we've got two. To, I've got two in here. One of them is a massive surprise to me because I was not expecting anything from it. Um, so I'll start up with my runner-up. 
and I wasn't going to put this in, but then the developers have been adding loads of content to it, regardless of them saying that they weren't going to add content. So I'm talking about Star Wars Squadrons. Ah. So from the off, and from the off, this game... I wasn't, like I say, I wasn't expecting anything of it. I thought, well, it's a seven-hour game. I'll get it because it was cheap on release. And, you know, got all the big games coming at the end of the month, so it will just tie me over. The thing is, the first thing that hit me was how defining as a Star Wars game it is. In that sense, I mean, you get the sense of... You get a real sense of being part of these massive space battles mm. from the cockpit. The way that the, the ships themselves are not like when you're playing in Battlefront, for instance, where it is simple controls. Very arcade, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it, it has a mixture between arcade and flight sim. And it kind of hits, for me, it hits the point at where it doesn't become too simmy. Yeah. But also, it's not too arcadey. Makes it nice and, and accessible. Incredibly accessible. Mm. And some of the battles within the story are just done so well that you actually feel like you're part of it. If there's a Star Destroyer you've taken down and it's exploding right in front of you, you, you fly close to it and you actually feel like you are in a Star Wars film. Mm. And I've not had that feeling from a Star Wars game. Well, I suppose we talk about if we talk later on tv shows and stuff but definitely the mandalorian gives mm. me that sense mm. and also the first time i saw force awakens like we've mentioned before you know that applaud of feeling like you're actually in something that is proper star wars and star wars squadrons has so much class about it as well each of the ships they have different cockpit layouts and although you have similar controls the functions operate slightly differently on mm. each ship. So there is a difference between the ship. So, for instance, the U-Wing, which and Captain and Andor uses in Rogue One, for instance, is a much bigger meteor ship to fly. And you feel it as well as you're flying it. And it, it's funny. There is a sense of scale to the ships as you're flying them. Like, for instance, the X-Wings are very nimble. The TIE Fighters are very nimble. But take a um, the TIE Bombers, for instance. They're slower, and it feels like they're slower as well. Um, but I like... I really, really like that. And I think the story, okay, it's a short story. But then moving on to that, the multiplayer. And it's only two multiplayer modes. Dogfight and... Um, <coughs> Starfleet battle or whatever it is. Uh, oh, excuse me. What's <laughs> yeah, that's Star Trek, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I've forgotten the name of the big battle mode, but you have to take down the Star Destroyers, and it's done like you first you have to take down the support vehicles, then you have to obviously you have to gain an advantage in the battle by taking out the amount of ships on the other team, Very but the other simple. team has to do the same. It's very mm. similar to how it worked in the old Battlefront 2 space battles, yes. didn't it? Yeah. You had to take out the, the two frigates first, and then you could go yeah. inside. And obviously, I don't think you can go inside the capital ships, can you? 
Well, you can fly back to your ship yeah. and go into the um, landing bay and change your ship mid-battle. Right. Okay. So, so slightly it's similar. similar. Yeah. Yeah. It's So if you feel that when you've got the opportunity to take on one of the bigger ships, like if you're on the Empire side, you, you can take down the Corvettes. And if you go back to your ship, you can obviously change your ship from a TIE fighter to a TIE bomber and get back in so you can actually go on your bombing one. The only thing is, although you've got shields, your TIE bomber is not very nimble, so you're going to get taken out. You have to make sure you've got a strategy. Um, But what they've started doing this week, they've added two new ships to it, free of charge as DLC, They've got the um, bomb, the rebel bomber that was in Last Jedi at the start, so you can use that as a vehicle now. Yeah. And there's a there's a Tie bomber interceptor, which is obviously crazy looking, but it's really good to use. They've added a couple of new maps already, free of charge. And I just think, as a Star Wars package, and and it looks. Let's not forget, this is a Star Wars game, and we've had some absolute abominations <laughs> in the past. It looks incredible. Mm. I mean, with all this fuss that's going on about Cyberpunk, and even Watch Dogs Legion, you play Star Wars Squadrons, and it looks like it should be on next gen. And mm. I, you can tell that the Xbox One probably is almost at its limit with it, but obviously they've used some clever design techniques to get it up to the speed that it is especially in the space battles does it sound um, like the xbox is a uh, is a bomber then when it's you know the fans are taking off and yeah. yeah i think it does my <laughs> one does so day one xbox one <laughs> God, yeah. it ages ago yeah i'm amazed cyberpunk works on it even though it's it keeps you know it has glitches but yeah um i mean i haven't so, I haven't played this yet. I, I feel like I want to wait until I've upgraded my system and got that on PC. And I think I'd also want to wait until I had VR. Yeah, the VR stuff. That would be really a really cool game to play in VR. Yeah. Well, the place. My friends at work, they've got. Um, they're all PS4 boys and they've got um, VRs and they've all got it on their VR. Yeah. And. They're not really into like sim games. They usually just have FIFA and Call of Duty. But yeah, they they say that the VR, especially in the first few missions, is amazing. Yeah. But obviously, if you're doing it all the time, there is the bit where it can get a little bit nauseating. Yeah, but yeah. then again, you want the VR. This is the experience you want in VR. You know, and it I is. I think it was. Um, I think it was actually. I mean, you've you've sort of touched on this a little bit with the, the visuals, but I think from that perspective the visuals and and just the vr experience as well but even just normally i think the design decision to make it first person only was really smart yeah yeah. to make it so that you like 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 you said because it helps with like the scale if you feel like a little pilot inside this thing you're staring up at a star destroyer that's very different to if you've got a third person camera and you're looking at your ship Mm. yeah yeah completely more immersive yeah, it's completely. It does. You're spot on there, and it, they, they. That's where they get the extra horsepower in the game from. Because Definitely, yeah. obviously, yeah. if you're behind the ship, then they have to add extra details to that the motion of yeah. the ship. I mean, it doesn't matter with the NPC characters because they have set routes that they go on. But if you're controlling a ship in third person, 
then that then changes how mm. much detail they can add yeah um but yeah i'm like i say pleasantly surprised by it and it's one of my favorite star wars games besides jedi fallen order yeah nice. um it was i loved it absolutely loved it um nice. before i go to the, to the number one game i should say massive shout outs to S- streets of rage 4 um f1 2020 and doom eternal those games were fantastic mm. but doom eternal i've only just discovered and i felt it was too soon to put it into a top five list or a top list of christmas but doom eternal is absolutely stunning again i can't believe how good that is um so yeah coming to number one we've just spoken about it i cannot see further than animal crossing new horizon <laughs> i really can't again for all the reasons that you just said you guys just said it you know when we went into lockdown it was the go-to game every morning i was up early doing all my tasks you know the turnip stuff the and then when i discovered the path building stuff i was building paths for my island villages and even like when the sharks came into the game and you could go fishing for sharks i i really wanted a great white shark and i got one in fact the first shark i got was a whale shark but then obviously i kept on catching bloody whale sharks (laughs) (laughs) good money good money yeah money but you want i wanted all the sharks Uh, who knows what timmy and tom do with those bloody sharks man i know (laughs) 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 just tom nook there and join shark fin soup at the end of the day like (laughs) (laughs) i did donate some to the museum and that's quite nice when you walk to the aquarium that's great and you see the sharks maybe tom nook has got his own fish tank maybe he's like a james bond baddie where he chucks <laughs> villagers from other islands in <laughs> well you know what i want to know is that every time in the morning isabel's like oh on my walk to work today i saw this you never fucking leave isabel where do you live <laughs> where do you live in the sea <laughs> god that is your house you don't walk anywhere lying bitch how, how many times do those shelves in that in Tom Nook's shop, get dusted. How many times has he got a duster there? I mean, he's got a duster, he's got a cup of tea, God. and Isabel is doing everything. She's just She's a drunk. Like, That's all she drinks is bloody iced tea. Drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I had a mug of tea when, uh, yeah. when I played yesterday. So. Yeah, maybe she's sobering up. <laughs> <laughs> For Christmas. So, yeah, I can't be further than Animal Crossing, so yeah, Animal Crossing is my game of the year. Yeah. I never thought I would say that at the it's start similar, of the year. I think this is a this is a, there's a pattern going here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Sam, <laughs> you already know what I'm gonna talk about <laughs> and what you're gonna talk about too. I think my game of the year, of course, Animal Crossing was amazing, but Bug Snacks. Now that's a whole different. <laughs> Come on, guys, have you played it? No. I have just watched Will play it. Yeah. Uh, it's beautiful. It's such a good game. Like it's, like it starts out as, as this cute game. You catch these cute little insect-looking things that are actually food, and I mean it delves into something deeper as you get to know the um. 
the other people on the island and why they're there and like everybody's got issues that they thought they could escape by coming there you know um but what a joy just finding all the different bug snacks like (laughs) every time I'd find a new one I would just be like gasping and trying to not flip out over how cute they are (laughs) I was surprised (laughs) at how many there are actually yeah, I made sure that I at least scanned every one of them before I finished the yeah. game because I wanted to know every single one that was there. <laughs> My favourite from what I saw was that uh, that snail that's a cinnamon roll. Oh snail. my god, cinnamon snail. My favourite is Queeble because as soon as I saw it, like I legit almost cried. Like Will knows, I was I was like <laughs> over here like, oh my god. It's, it's like a kiwi with a spoon stuck in it. <laughs> but it looks like a like a, an actual kiwi. I guess that's what it was meant to be, but I my second favorite would have to be New Zealand for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you fucking queeble. That sounds like a slur actually. I don't think I like saying that. That doesn't sound good. Does it? Oh my god. <laughs> I have to cut that out. <laughs> It's when you said kiwi, I was like, a kiwi? What, a New Zealander with a fork in them? Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> My favourite snack is obviously uh, Bungoo! He's just uh, he's just the best. <laughs> oh, he's so cute. I think, I think my other honourable mention is Instabug. <laughs> Instabug is like a... Uh... I think that's the one that like most people don't find, but like if you scan one of the like bushes that they hide in, it'll pop out and it's like Instabug. It's like an amalgamation of different snacks that would be Instagrammable, I think. Uh, it's, uh... Like, like a cupcake. It's like pastel colors. There's a macaron, um, and it's. <laughs> Like oh little, yeah oh. little candy covered pretzel sticks guys that game is so cute <laughs> yeah. I... it's so good though like oh it really just got me like when it ended and i'm not gonna say how it ends but it's like yeah it's it obviously um you won't feel the same about the game as you did when no. you started playing <laughs> no you definitely won't. i have heard this i've heard the story is quite deep and actually gets quite dark it is like it really is it like actually when i finished the game i just sat here and i was like what (laughs) i was so depressed each character is a a different interpretation of something about humanity or something yeah so they they kind of all have these kind of they're kind of all having obviously the problems that they're trying to escape from um, yeah. By going to the island, but there's a lot of there's a lot of like uh, tough kind of um, this, uh, commentary in there about like um, relationships, kind of uh, sexuality, things like that, depression, loneliness, yeah, yeah. even like uh, problems in in kind of relationships wow. and things. Like it definitely like body, kind of, body issues mm, as well. It definitely uh, delves into the kind of uh, a lot of issues. I mean. I think on the surface, obviously, cute game, and it can be just a cute game until a certain kind of uh, point. Um, that, but I think uh, it definitely is a lot deeper than, uh, than 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 it kind of appears to be, you know. Definitely. Yeah. That's really good, actually, that it it does that because that's, I mean, that's the type of thing of what Nintendo do with games. They have these dark 
well not dark but they have these undercurrent topics going on within a very well, mature theme see, yeah. yeah inside of a game that you would think would draw other people in but it's actually a, it's a good way of doing these themes and obviously i suppose adding so much depth to the actual game experience that's unexpected it's a smart move because it 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 introduced because they, they'll know that younger people are going to play it and it yep. introduces them to these concepts that they've mm. probably not got any sort of grasp on yet and i think yeah, it's very yeah. smart it's, it's, it's a smart way to introduce people to to tough life topics for sure yeah yeah, I mean, I know. People... Sorry, go ahead, Jamal. <laughs> no, I was gonna say because I know I joke about Pikmin. Uh, <laughs> I did initially, yeah. But Pikmin has has themes to it, similar to Bug Snatch. You know, the theme of survival and working as a team, and you know aspects of that to it. And the similar things. It's Bug Snacks obviously has taken on board ideas of those nature. Oh, it's just a, a lot of people like on Twitter pointing out that, um, like like Will said, they they introduce like sexuality and things. Like there was even one character that wasn't referred to as he or she, but they, like in every conversation. Wow. And um, there's yeah. there's like two couples or two you know sets of people who are not heterosexual. And um, I just I think it's nice for things like that to be recognized yeah. in games. I feel like that. I love that. Help, yeah helps people not feel as left out and again yeah. it, it hits that that thing of introducing the next generation as well to these yeah. concepts and making mm. it like just normal because it should be and it is yeah totally and i think um moving back on to kind of like the game itself the gameplay loop is also very fun like i, I don't think yeah. i ever got bored <laughs> of uh trying to figure out how to catch a certain bug snack and there's there's kind of these big boss battles in the game where you kind of have to uh do a lot of thinking like how 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 would this work you know and you have to kind of use your different tools and things to kind of catch these huge snacks and th the, the, the boss battles are great just great. not very good at puzzles are you mate i am not good at puzzles <laughs> uh puzzles tend not to be my forte uh but uh yeah i think that it wasn't like google yeah <laughs> <Or I'd>... me. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think i did that off a couple of times um but yeah it's uh oh, i love it it's it's also my game of the year <laughs> What was your favourite boss battle? I, didn't, I never asked you. Probably the Mama Melwin, just because I just oh, loved yeah. I just loved hearing the, the just <laughs> wee Melwin over and over again. Because <laughs> uh, all the bug snacks have their little name that they say, kind of like Pokemon, I guess. Uh, they say their own little name, and uh, <laughs> if you... Mama Melwin was the hardest one. Gosh. I thought the I thought the bloody sushi dragon thing was was was, was probably the Megamaki. Yeah, God, <laughs> I did not enjoy doing that character. I think I like Mothra, Supreme. Yeah, there was like a giant pizza flying around in one of the areas, and you had to catch and like, oh, and it's just like it's fun because you see these these big bug snacks, you know, when you start the game and you know go into the different areas and like, God, that thing's massive. How? Surely I'm not going to catch that, but then you kind of progress, and there's these mechanics to use to to catch the big ones, which is which is fun. Like every every bug in the game is catchable, you know, every snack. Yeah. Do you reckon it's got much replayability? No. Do you revisit it? I don't think it has much replayability. I would revisit it because it's fun, but I don't think you know you'd ever. I don't think it has crazy amounts. Just just to kind of get all the collectibles, like in in my opinion. What do you think, Sam? 
Yeah, once you finish it, I mean, like I said, I was depressed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared to play it again because I know what's really going on. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Yeah, no spoilers, but uh, it definitely changes your <laughs> perceptions a little bit of the world oh, and things God. like that. <laughs> but really cool, the ending, the ending, like the very end after the credits, I was like, yep, let's do it. <laughs> It's uh yeah, it's definitely worth playing. If you've looked at the game and dismissed it because it looks like a kids' game, it's definitely not, and you should play it. Yeah. But is it a bug snacks or a bug <laughs> naps? That's what I really want. God, I mean, I've just been so excited for this game. I was lucky enough to kind of play it early as well, on on YouTube, which was great, really, just great. <laughs> Did you hear back from them? Did they like say we're happy with? what you did or is it just yeah i did actually hear back from them i i i'm either in a montage or going to be in a montage of like content creators that they're that they're, they're doing nice. so yeah 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 nice. yeah it definitely was uh was good sorry sam kind of stolen your uh your, no, your section okay. <laughs> it was your um game of the year too so and you were more excited for it than me i wish you had gone before me so you could talk more about <laughs> you have the floor my uh no, no. <laughs> My uh, my my bug snacks music video has got like something like seven hundred views on YouTube because no, I, you I, uh, I covered the. Cutest thing I've ever seen. Got my got, got my got, got my nan to say it's bug snacks. Bug snacks. <laughs> She's the star of the show. She is. Oh gosh. It would be a good time when I saw her face. Come <laughs> yeah. <up>. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. But yeah, I mean, I was obviously like crazy excited for for Bug Snacks, and it it did end up being my game of the year just because it was just everything I wanted it to be and more, you know. It was just uh, ah, Bug Snacks. <sighs> really got me. I get I get emotionally attached to characters like really easily into games. Like I'm left thinking about them for months after I get done playing. Snorpy had to be my favorite of all. Yeah, there's some great like archetypes in the game, I think, as well for yeah. for, for the characters, like uh, Cromdo. He's like the dude bro kind of guy, but he actually is sweet and gooey inside. Oh, Cromdo. <laughs> 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 okay, Sam, continue on with your list. Well, I haven't finished this game, and I've talked about it before, but I still think it should. It's worth mentioning. I don't know how long it's gonna take me to finish this game, honestly. But Spirit Fair, I mean, it was one of the nominees for I forget which awards, but um, at the game. I hope awards. art design because I think it was art world design, wasn't so. it? Yeah. Because it is gorgeous. I love. Yeah, it fucking lost to The Last of Us too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like small the games don't game have awards. <laughs> yeah, it was up for the BAFTA. It was up for BAFTA award and the Game Awards recently. Mm. No, the Golden Joysticks. That's that was it. it. The, yeah, the golden joysticks. It was in the list. Well, I'm glad that at least it at least got mentioned because, um, as I've said before, it's um, it's kind of it reminds me a little of Animal Crossing because, um, I mean, you just have a routine to to um, take care of everyone, take care of your plants, cook them food, um, and then just sail around the little map, helping these spirits put their uh, put their past behind them so they can finally go through the ever door and move on with their life and through the game like um once you take a certain amount through the ever door you get to see little bits of stella's life the main character and um 
it's just interesting to get to see how all these people were in her life one way or another. And it's just, uh, it's made me cry a few times. <laughs> I've said that before too. Um, it just, I feel like it, it honestly makes you look at life a little differently. Like, like we all go through things, we all make mistakes, we all wish we would have done things different, but I mean, at the end, we all just, we die, and that's, something you can do about that. <laughs> and that's the thing with these sort of games, because they, I think a lot of people who don't game, they don't, they don't know about this, these sort of games. They just think, oh, they just play Call of Duty, they shoot things, oh, it's bad, you know, blah, blah. <laughs> brainwashing our children. But game, like gaming now has just become such an art form yeah. and being able to deliver these sort of strong messages and, and you know, even with things like bug snacks and, you know, in games where you wouldn't expect it. And this is another example, I think, of, of, of that, like, tell Karen about... <laughs> about this game and she'll be like oh i guess maybe it's good my kids. <laughs> yeah. you know like yeah. a lot of i i think it gets a lot less now we get a lot less of this video games are bad but this is it is an example of such a a game that like you said it it moved you and it it, it leaves a lasting impression on you and not a lot of media does that. No. <coughs> well, unless it's um, a serial drama that gives you time to build up the characters. At least in a mm. game, you have that time as well, which is nice with games such as Spirit Fairy. You get yeah. time mm -hmm. to actually build your... Well, like you talk about Bug Snacks as well and Animal Crossing. You get time to actually understand the characters even though it doesn't matter whether it's cutesy or it's a serious-looking yeah. game, if the game's got decent characters in it, those characters and you're playing as them, you will become more attached to them as you play them. And it's like... Um, I forgot to mention another one as well, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Yeah. That yeah. has the Similar. same aspects yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, the storytelling and the characters in it, although they, you know... It can be misled to think that it's just another game, but it's not. There's a lot more going on with it. Mm. Um, and like I say, gaming is now, uh, certainly after this year, gaming has shown that it can step up and yeah. really become yeah. a leading platform. Because a lot of people have gamed more than they've watched films or listened to music mm -hmm. and stuff like that. They have... You know, it's helped people through a really bad time. Absolutely, and that's and yeah. and Spiritfarer feels like that sort of game for sure. It really, and and it helps as well. Like when you talk, when you talk about it in more of a broad sense, like because you're in control of things that are going on, you feel mm. so much more attached. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like a people pleaser. I like to see people happy. I like to. Yeah make people feel good about themselves and it is like such a joy for me because like you can find out their favorite foods or just walk up and give them a hug or something and they, they they're just they're happy like you see their mood mm. increase and that just i love it so much and it's about and i think it helps as well how the game is presented mm -hmm. because you also have this amazing art style that goes so well with the theme but you also have what from what i've seen you have an amazing soundtrack you have yeah. really clever 
um, design of the characters. You make them animals, you know, and people love animals, and you know, you can feel a, a connection to them, and you, and you, and you, and you, you, it is like you want to protect them. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's a smart game. I think. I think it was designed very cleverly. Yeah, one of my favorites uh, was. <laughs> came across a hedgehog and when i had to take her through the ever door i was like oh i'm gonna miss her so much <laughs> that one was sad i watched that one and i oh. the hedgehog had has like dementia and yeah. it, it definitely yeah. kind of broaches those very kind of um heart-wrenching serious topics that a lot of people have um, kind of had to live through you know uh oh god i watched that it was uh horrific <laughs> yeah okay is that everything sam yeah, I don't think I've played much else this year except Destiny. And I, could talk, I could talk about Destiny Beyond Light for a little bit, but <laughs> that's been out not that long. So. <laughs> oh, okay, I guess it's my turn, Mr. Monday. Oh, say the best to me. You're the YouTuber. You made a music video. A music, a sacks video. Yeah. Oh, you're the guy that unboxes yeah. loads of crap. <laughs> it's true. Ow. I've oh. seen you. I've seen you. Uh, yeah. I thought, God, I may send up a box of cornflakes and watch him unbox that. And see what... <laughs> you may laugh, JMO. Those videos get the most views compared to the gaming video. <laughs> JMO's in trouble there in the background. I've just had to mute because Liam's got another post for you. What do you want to say? Monday is called Mr. Monday, but it doesn't upload on a Monday. Oh, every other week. Uh, <laughs> every other week. It's a comedy club around here, Will. We just set off. <laughs> anyway, my games. We've, we've talked about the games that uh, that could be in my games of the year, which has allowed me to talk about two other games instead. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to first talk about Destiny 2 Beyond Light. <laughs> Obviously, it came out earlier this year, not too long ago, month month or so ago, and uh, it um, it finally kind of tied up some 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 loose ends that had been hanging around since Destiny 1. Um, first of all, it brought back the Exo Stranger, who um, kind of disappeared at the end of the story of the first game, and then you just never saw them again or heard anything about it again which was nice so you kind of got to tie up that storyline plus it brought back one of my favorite characters in the destiny universe varix who was last seen um kind of in the forsaken expansion but not really but mainly in kind of destiny one as well um and yeah it kind of helps tie up a load of those stories and brings in a whole new planet europa which is huge and it also um has kind of um dynamic weather effects for the first time in destiny um in the form of like blizzards that can kind of overwhelm you and you can literally not see in front of your eyes at all like it's uh it's crazy and yeah the story was great and we haven't quite gotten to the end of the story i've been playing it with uh, with sam because uh, there are e extra missions after the cutscene story ends that are quite high level that you have to then kind of i guess grind to be able to get up to the level to be able to play them but the um the main the main kind of story the cutscene story pretty good, yeah in 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 terms of Destiny tears yeah pretty good kind of on the level I would say of like um Rise of Iron from Destiny One, 
you've been enjoying it right sam yeah i'm 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 pretty new to destiny like i i haven't been playing it that long but um europa is beautiful like i didn't know how i'd feel about a barren ice world but i think it's beautiful and, and it's pretty fun to just, uh, after a long day, just to hop on and play with you and get to know these characters that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the new player experience for Destiny is a little bit uh, hard. Like... Well, I was going to ask about that. Like, Have you found it difficult, Sam, to actually get a grasp on the world and the, like, the story? Because obviously they've, you know, they've, Will was telling me that they've gotten rid of all of the original content that launched with the game. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I, I get the gist of what's going on, but there's mm. some stuff that I'm just like, I don't know who this is, and Will's just yeah. like, oh my god, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they definitely don't do a good job of explaining the story of Destiny 1 to new players, or the story of um, the Destiny 2 base game, unless they changed yeah. it after the, the expansion, but I don't think so. Yeah, but it's still, I don't think it was too bad to just hop in, and I mean... I think I think the story is not the difficult part when you hop into Destiny 2 for the first time. I think it's all of the millions of systems that you have to kind of learn. I was about to say I had the same issues a couple of months ago. I tried to jump back into Destiny 2 and I was I felt overawed by so much. Mm. I just couldn't get my head around everything the emblems and all the stuff that i knew with my class and my shards and stuff like that and my character was still there from before but i went up into the tower bit and i just did not know what i was doing so have you did you play destiny 2 base game jamo or not since destiny 1 no so basically i reloaded it back in when it came on game pass two months ago yeah so you know when the shadow keep stuff came in yeah. And obviously I know. And then I went in because obviously there's a few people I know that are playing it. So I wanted to join them. Yeah. But I just could not get myself a up to the level that was required to get into the raids. Yeah. And then I was just I ended up putting it down because I wanted to play it and it looks amazing and it plays so well. But I was just lost. I didn't know what I was doing. So I gave up. And I know <laughs> now that they've taken the new expansion is meant to be incredible when you guys are talking about it and i just yeah i just felt that i'd get lost in the game mm. i think i think i think that's definitely true like uh, you definitely have to have like a guide <laughs> i would say to kind of guide you through what needs to needs to be done yeah 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 100 yeah, percent yeah. yeah, if it wasn't for Will, I would just, I mean, I just follow him wherever we go, because I'm like, what? What are we doing? Who are we going to? <laughs> But yeah, I think uh, I think I don't know. Like the new expansion obviously came out, and so all a lot of the old worlds, other than Earth, were vaulted, as they as they called it. They disappeared from space because of the darkness. Is the in-universe uh, explanation? <laughs> but they didn't just stop there. <laughs> a lot of the old weapons were vaulted, which means you can still use them, but you can't level them up past like a certain level. So they become useless. Mm. And so that's that's like hundreds of guns. You know, people's favourite weapons that are now... You can't use them. You know? So has the, the community response been really... So, awful, yeah, I mean, obviously it's not okay to... I mean, sure, Destiny 2 is free to play now. 
well free to try i would say it wasn't but uh, obviously it wasn't when we bought it we paid for that content and then to get rid of content that, that somebody paid for is an interesting choice um and i think the new the, the amount of new weapons didn't balance out the weapons that were taken away and they have an, they have done an update like oh yeah we're gonna have more weapons next time there's an expansion etc etc um and i understand why they did it because destiny 2 is a big game now it's had the it's had more expansions now than destiny 1 had so it's obviously getting big and clunky but then at that point you need to start thinking about a new game if it's getting to that level of like taking a whole evening to load up a map to to do changes to it in, for a developer you know to take the whole night and then wake up in the morning and it's corrupted and you can't do anything so you've got to try and load that level again right so developers were having to do that to try and make changes to the game so that's another reason why they got rid of a lot of stuff is to kind of streamline their back end so they can add patches and things more quickly but uh in terms of game of the year the story was uh the story was great and um i feel like they are maybe dragging out the darkness thing a little bit because it looks like there's going to be another expansion before we really kind of face this looming threat that's been looming over us since since uh you know the the, the first destiny game but uh you know they do what they want to do as long as the story content is the same quality you know good quality then i'm i'm, I'm in for it do you reckon Destiny Three is a is a possibility? Well, they've already all? they've already announced two expansions for the future, so I think if it does come, it's not going to come until we've defeated the darkness. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably going to happen in this game, and then Destiny Three will be the continuation. Because right. obviously, you can't unless you're World of Warcraft, you can't keep just adding on to a game forever. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've been I've been really enjoying it. it and... is in- it is incredible the lifespan of Destiny 2 though, mm. and Destiny 1. Yeah, when did it come Destiny out? Destiny 2 has. When did it come out? 2016. I think it was. Yeah, it was two because Destiny 1 released and <laughs> Destiny 2 came back around really quick. Destiny 2 was quicker than Destiny. The gap between Destiny 1 and Destiny 2 was only a short gap. Yeah, it was only a few. 17. Yeah, 2017. It was only a few months. Um, from the last expansion to Destiny 2. So they're obviously working on it. But then again, I think you see a lot of um, Bungie's split from Activision in their new expansions. Mm. So Forsaken was the last expansion that Bungie did with Activision support. And you can tell because no expansion since has been anywhere near as big. You know, I feel like I remember at the time a lot of people were saying, oh, yeah, got away from Activision. Yeah, all the microtransactions can go away now. It's gotten worse since they left Activision like most like cosmetic items that you would have maybe gotten from a raid in Destiny 1 that armor is now kind of you just buy it with money mm. you know and then you can kind of transmog it onto onto your armor or whatever but uh, there's still cool rewards in the game and I think they're kind of striking a balance finally um, but yeah it does take a lot longer now for content to come out and things like that I think uh Moving away from Activision was a mistake, and hopefully Microsoft purchased them up again and we can get back to kind of good good destiny. I just wonder how long I'm going to have to play before I don't just get annihilated by other people. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all in, it's all in practice. Yeah, there's some people with like 140-something rank, like, in the season. That's insane. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Some people I just... I have that problem with it. Yeah. I think yeah, me too. Back in the day, right? Destiny One, I'd be on it every night, raiding with the, with the with the 360 Gamercast gang and uh, you know stuff. 
Yeah. It was uh oh the amount of hours. But yeah. when we're doing quests and like playing the story, but like if we go in the crucible or something, we're up against some really good people. I'm just like, I guess I'm just gonna die like every five seconds. It's fine. Crucible is a tough area. I I feel your pain with the crucible. Jeez, that is that that's a leveler when you're playing those crucible games. That really is. Yeah. It's fun if we're up against people who are, like, equal matches. But if you have people that have been yeah. playing, like, like as long as Will has, and some of them just come in, yeah. like, they, they invade, and then I'm just like, well, I'm just going to hide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think, I think think Gambit, I mean, as a free-to-play experience, right? So you've got some story missions, I think, still, that you can play. And you have, obviously, Crucible, Strikes, and, and Gambit. And Gambit is a really fun kind of PvE and PvP mode. Right, and I think Gambit is is enough. I think Gambit is a good reason just to play Destiny by itself because you don't have to be high light level. Light level doesn't matter in in Gambit. You know, it's just a fun kind of um, horde mode crossed with PvP style stuff. And it's not really a. I don't think any other game has anything like Gambit really. There's not really. I don't. I can't think of one that's like because it's not like a normal PvP mode and it's not like a normal horde mode. So I really think Destiny's unique in in its Gambit game mode. I, I, I think. <laughs> I, I can't think of anything else. So yeah, I think as an experience to jump in free to play, it's still worthwhile to have a look around in the world and play some of the game modes. But yeah, that's Destiny 2. Enough of that now. That's enough. I've had enough of that. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> and the other game I want to talk about, man, I discovered this game recently. I'm shit at puzzles, right? As 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 we all know, I am terrible at puzzle games, and I've never touched I've never touched Zelda in my life, you know, because I I thought I would hate Zelda. It's not Zelda. J Mo's gotten excited there. <laughs> oh, I, was, I, was, I was thinking you played that um down one though. So oh, it's uh, the name of it now. It's gone. Well, the one, the game I'm going to talk about, I've played it, it only came out like a couple of weeks ago, but I've been playing it non-stop since then. Uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising, right? Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. this game. Obviously, I've never played Zelda and I didn't think I would enjoy it. But this game is clothed in clothing that I like to look at, per se. So it's um kind of Greek kind of mythology. Uh, Zeus, so Zeus and Prometheus are basically on a mountain having an argument because one of their... One of their, um, you know, evil creatures has gone awry and risen up from the underworld. And uh, Prometheus has been locked on this mountain for, for, you know, decades. And Zeus has gone up there just to kind of be like, well, if if I'm dying, you're dying with me. But Prometheus is like, oh, hold on, there's someone who can save us. And you're playing the game as Phoenix, who you create in a very... Hel- very... Phoenix. Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> who you create in probably one of the best... Not, not, not like it's a great character creator. Not like choice-wise, but because of the dialogue that happens whilst you're in the character creator, because it's acting as if Prometheus is describing you to Zeus as you choose your options, right? Oh, funny, so funny. There's a lot of that throughout <laughs> the game, by the looks of it as well. Yeah, it is like so. The whole game, you're kind of, uh, you know, Phoenix, you uh, 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 kind of going through the game, um, you know, trying to stop. Uh, the big bad who whose name I have forgotten, uh, Typhon. Ben knows it for some reason. <laughs> uh, ben, my my most loyal subscriber there, watching yeah. all my videos. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so yeah, try and try and stop Typhon. But at certain at certain points, so that at certain points in the game, they're kind of narrating what is happening. So uh, Prometheus is narrating what is happening, and um, it is a Zelda clone in its gameplay. It plays very much how I've seen. Exactly yeah, Zelda. Yeah. So like yeah, the... it does look like Breath of the Wild a lot. But am I right in saying that? And another game we've talked about this year. Am I right in saying that initially this was seen as a spin-off game? to ac odyssey and then they changed the graphic style to make it into what it is now i wouldn't I be know. surprised if that was maybe the very yeah. base idea of it because of it, it it definitely kind of has assassin's creed that kind of ubisoft game feel to it with the towers of, that, that you kind of show you around and Lots like the same the... voice actors as well that were used in odyssey mm. i noticed yeah but I... uh I, I like the look of this. I really do, but obviously because of Cyberpunk and Legions. Yeah, well, I think it's right <laughs> up my street. I think um, it's a game yeah. that's kind of not gone a bit unrecognised um, because it kind of came out with little fanfare. Obviously, originally it was called Gods and Monsters when they announced it E3 this year, yeah. um, and they changed the name later on. Um, but, uh, yeah, sometimes you're just going around doing your business and um, Zeus will get bored with what Prometheus is saying. Mm. And so he interjects and then that changes something in the world. So there was a fight where I was going up against like a like a, a um, Cyclops and, uh, you know, Prometheus is all like, oh, as Phoenix goes up to the Cyclops, he starts worrying about his his family and stuff. And uh, Zeus is like, no, I'm bored. The, the, the Cyclops is now massive. It's huge. And they argue about the size of it and its temperament and things. And then eventually the fight gets going. But just it's so funny and it's really witty, especially if you kind of like Greek mythology. There are some really great little moments in there. And like, oh, just all around it is just the dream of my classics Very teacher, Mrs. Roden. You know, yeah. she would love this game. <laughs> It is very quirky, and the graphics. Mrs. Roden. Yeah, if you look, <laughs> Mrs. Roden. <laughs> God, that's only a phone to us too, mate. <laughs> Poor Sam and Javo just sitting there, like, what are they fucking what talking about? <laughs> but yeah, I um, the graphics are beautiful as well. The kind of art style they've chosen is really pretty. It should have been up for Game of the Year for for the art style because I think it's I think it's slipped under the radar of a lot of people and. Uh, it's definitely deserving of more attention. I think the way it works, doesn't it? Won't it come up in next year's Game Awards? Oh, maybe. Might... Yeah, maybe that might be right. Actually, you might be I right think, there. I think it'll come up in the next, in in next year's ones, because obviously Cyberpunk wasn't anywhere to be seen, but that'll be in next year's. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. there's a few games like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just the combat is fun. The, the traversal is fun and obviously it's fun because it's just ripped out of the legends of zelda but uh, that doesn't mean that it's not fun you know lots of games will copy other games and take it you know take uh, inspiration from other games i am surprised though that nintendo haven't said something <laughs> well there's it, a lot of games like it at the moment like like genshin impact as well as another game that is legend of zelda but with a different set of clothes on you know what's that of one they Ocean is it Ocean Sales or that looks like a rip off of um it's on the East shop. Oh, There's know, two Ocean oh. Horn. It's Ocean Horn on the East shop. There's two Ocean Horn one and and two. That's the same graphic style as well. But I think it's good to kind of have these similar style games but with different kind of narratives and things because you know, I've never played Zelda because ah uh, you know it just seems to me it's like the, 
not much dialogue and things you know there's not much it's interactivity no. you know and i don't like i don't like the kind of um i'm not good at puzzles like the puzzles even in immortals phoenix rising these like starter puzzles make me feel like i'm the stupidest person in the world because i'm having trouble <laughs> you know so uh that's why but, but, but because it's in this different clothing it's then attracted me as a consumer to this Possibly to this new love greek myth yeah exactly yeah exactly exactly and before we um wrap up with our um talk of uh, games i just want to mention uh sam and i watched the game awards <laughs> the other night and uh, poor sam it's never been as long as it was has it it was three hours was it right? actually it was wasn't it sam wow. three hours um the the stream we were watching on Twitch was like over four hours, so I thought it was just like Plus, an hour and a half. Yeah, like two hours max. We I watched thought, the right? pre-show yeah. too. <laughs> and poor Sam, by the end of it, she was just. <laughs> okay, in my defense, I've been sitting in front of this monitor all day because I work from yeah. home. Yeah. And my eyes were tired, and I was just like. It gone so, to. Uh, this is nice. Yeah. <laughs> It had gone to like two hours in, and I was like, oh, it should be done in about 10 minutes, you know? And it just kept on going. <laughs> but uh... you enjoyed it. It was, it was worth it. It was so worth it to hear Will almost have a panic attack and die when they. <laughs> These are the reasons. Oh. These are the reasons that I love watching these shows, right? For moments like this, because obviously, did you guys watch the Game Awards or did you see the videos? No, the I, next I day? just watched it the next I day. Watched, the yeah, well, I watched the trailers, but I know the trailer you're going to be talking yeah. about. There were two trailers in that that made me excited. Me too. Well, so, I think three for excited me. Excited wasn't even the word for it. Guys. So these moments <laughs> when you're watching an awards show, right? And you're in the moment, and you're just like. And Jeff, Jeff Keeley's like, I've just got one more game to show you. And I was like, all right, it's probably going to be Elder Ring. Great. And uh, and then, you know, I'll, I'll tell you my journey. I'll tell you my journey that I went through, right? <laughs> um, so it opens up two galaxies. And I was like, oh, yeah. Could be, yeah, Mass, 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 yeah that's, that is what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, Starfield. Yeah, okay. Mass Effect Andromeda. But no, they wouldn't, that wouldn't be that, would it? <laughs> and then, uh, you know, it goes through all these different things. And I was like... There's a, there's a line right at the start that kind of jumped out at me, but I didn't th- I don't think I registered it. It's like Arcturus Station. Blah, 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 blah. I was like I was like, yeah. oh, I was like fucking what? No 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 no. Starfield isn't it? Starfield. <laughs> and it keeps going round. And then I saw the kind of the mass relay destroyed, right? But I didn't get it at that point because I was still thinking it can't be. You know, it cannot be this. And you hear like the Reaper blong, but again, I don't think I registered that until I rewatched the trailer later. <laughs> it was, you know, walking up the hill there, walking up the hill. Didn't see the destroyed Reaper in the background. I was just too. I was like, no, 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 no. And then obviously picks up the piece of armor and fucking wipes the snow off. And I almost had a panic attack. <laughs> I could not breathe. <laughs> Okay, like, I, I've yeah. never... I've played a little bit of the first one, but, like, I didn't know anything, really, except for the N7. Oh. And as soon as they wiped the snow off and I saw that, I was like, here we go. <laughs> yep, yep. We, our podcast used to just... should have just been called the Mass Effect podcast. <laughs> it was so worth it for his excitement, though, after the fact when he could finally breathe. I uh, cried, guys. I tears <laughs> I genuinely. Well. When I saw Liara, I, you know, because she was my romance... Mm-hmm. in the in the series i just man it's like it's a oh. testament isn't it to how these games affect our lives right <laughs> and again yeah three hours worth three hours just <laughs> just for that 
Um, I mean, I know it was just a CG trailer, right? Just a CG like hype trailer. I don't care. I'm in. I mean, it's gonna be the best game ever made. Uh, <laughs> and it kind of looks. Sorry, Jamie. I was gonna say it's the same for me. I, I, it's only a trailer, but my God, was I excited! I've just like the characters and everything coming. Yeah. I'm not worried. I'm be, I'm <laughs> coming. Well, everything coming. I am worried. I think uh... trilogy. You know, and they're and they're, and they're I don't know how they're going to revisit it because we know about stuff that happens towards the end. You know, how are they going to handle that? I wonder if the Mass Effect remaster is going to change the ending of the games. Yeah. You I know? mean, there's definitely be save. Uh, you know, better link your save. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. So obviously... the one of the endings will they they're, they're going to canonize it from that trailer. I think it'd be the destroy oh, ending the if destroy you ending. Yeah. 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 I think uh yeah, Mass Effect 3 it will could they completely change it. We'll see I guess if if the ending changes a little bit or a lot like it could even just be that um you know I they they surely they'll change it because you can't choose synthesis or, or or control and then the trailer be as as well anyway. Canonize it. This is this kind of ending yeah. You can have those endings, but you just have to accept that this is the way that we saw it would go. So, yeah, it's exciting for the future. There was also um, the Dragon Age trailer, which I was very excited about as well. Uh, always ready for more Variks. And did you guys know that uh, in Cyberpunk, your your your, your friend... Um, fuck, I've forgotten his name. Yeah, Jackie is voiced by Variks, voice actor. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I like Jackie. He's, He's a, a cool, really good character. Cool. Yeah, he does a great job. Yeah, really, really cool voice actor. Um, yeah. but yes, so uh, that that was cool. Uh, the one that, that shocked me at the start as well, I couldn't believe it. I was like, uh, they, they were talking about it was like the, a new studio, the Initiative, right? And uh, they were you know talking, uh, we're going to uh, make a brand new game. I don't know if they're French. I think maybe. Uh, <laughs> and then they showed this kind of like concept trailer, and it looks really cool, like you know, um, economic, uh, ecological, sorry, cyber, like warfare, things like that. And then, like, the very end, he's like, did you find what you were looking for? Agent Dark. Perfect Dark. I was like, what? That's crazy. Oh, yes. Ooh, Perfect Dark was <laughs> a huge trailer. Yeah. I couldn't believe Like, I thought the Game Awards, there was a lot of chat. And it was too long. Three hours is too long. But there was some great stuff in there as well. Some Can we talk stuff. about how Ark is getting an animated series? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> We... Oh yeah, with Vin Diesel, isn't it? <laughs> oh, that trailer came on, and I was like, "When's he gonna? When's he gonna drive the old uh, F one fifty into the into the T Rex? When's he gonna?" <laughs> God. Oh, God. Just let that. that. And we were watching it, and I was like, "I bet this is gonna be something related to Ark, because there's dinosaurs. Oh. They got the little things on their wrists. Like I've played Ark before. Sure yeah. enough, Ark two. Um, it's not even a story-based game, is it? No. <laughs> but no. now Vin Diesel's bloody in it, and he's saving his kids. And uh, what? Bloody wheelman. Wheelman. <laughs> he's just gonna drive a Ford Challenger or a Mustang straight through the T-Rex. Just... <laughs> I was waiting for it. Insomniac actually There's messaged some me. Nitrous in that as well. Yep. In... T-Rex is nitrous. Oh my god. I could not stop laughing. Like, oh my god. Freaking Vin Diesel. 
God. The uh, the animated series has a lot of voice talent, like David Tennant. Yeah. Fucking God, yeah. there's there is some voice I talent. Like... Got nothing to do at the moment because of COVID. <laughs> yeah, fucking Arc TVs. I was, just... <laughs> I was just watching it like, is Arc this big of a media franchise? I don't think it is. Is it? Like, God's sake. I yeah. played it some, but like I don't know, I kind of got, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I, I was really excited for that back in the day, when I used to enjoy playing early access games, and then that was like the yeah. last early access game I played. But I was like, you know what, I'm fucking done with early access. <laughs> it was fun with friends, but like I, I guess if you play it by yourself, it's just kind of like okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. So, anything else from the game awards that anyone was excited about? Just um, Mass Effect. It, just yeah, Mass Effect, but also. I think it released on the same day. I can't remember whether it was in the Game Awards or not because the trailer announced on the same day. Elite Dangerous Odyssey. Oh, yes. Oh, my yes. God. I was as excited for that as I was the Mass Effect trailer. And the fact that you can walk around on planets and in ships and because Elite Dangerous is an infinite universe, oxygenized planets that you can walk around on any planet and oh my god I think it's so worth saying that, I think it's worth saying as well for anyone who doesn't play it Elite Dangerous is very much you're just in your ship so being able to you know this is this is something that the fans for this game have been waiting for for a long time this is a big thing to yeah, be able to yeah. actually exit your vehicle and go onto planets because they, they added in, in Horizons which was another DLC for yeah. it they added in the ability to go out in a little uh, almost like a moon buggy thing yeah, um, from your yeah. ship but this is a big thing and it actually looks pretty decent i mean it's 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 hard to tell from a trailer because obviously they're going to make it look really epic and i i i think one thing they need to get right with this is the ai how the N how pve is going to work with the fps stuff yeah um, well the thing is as well elite dangerous is not with mass effect you can you can do this type of thing because the characters and the world when you're in the ship in elite dangerous you create an idea of what these aliens look like if they get any of them wrong just the style or anything yeah. it completely destroys the on foot stuff because there's bits where you can actually go into bases and do raids and allo a little bit destiny 2 or even mass effect style um again at the fact you can walk around trade ships so when you go into space and you hand over your bounties and you've got these massive space stations you fly into you can now walk around in those space yeah. oh will do you remember do you and remember these are sprawling everyone was dying for uh eve online oh yeah stations it's, it's kind of like that with this you know yeah. the people that, but they're see, actually doing see, it see the problem the problem i have with elite dangerous is it takes me 30 minutes to uh, get out of the airlock yeah. so uh, <laughs> It's going to take another hour to learn how to walk. Yeah. God. So I, think, I think if they get this right, I think it will be a very smart decision to to actually go ahead with this style because it is very, very, very different to how the base game goes. And the reason why I think it's smart to release it now is because I think there's an element to this where they're thinking, right, Star Citizen is taking a long time. We need to... We could get a big injection of new mm. players mm. coming in who are excited for Star Citizen but are sick and tired of waiting. Uh, Star Citizen's never going to come out. That's, yeah. that's vaporware at this point. So I genuinely think if they if they if they get this right and it's a and it's all about 
it's all about how it feels when you're playing. If it feels clunky and it feels boring, like the combat against AI is boring, then they're not going to get that response from people. But they've got an opportunity here to get Elite Dangerous back on people's radar, for sure. Hmm. Oh, I know. The amount I've played... I, I, this is the first time in about five years I haven't played Elite Dangerous that much. Yeah. I think I had an obsession with it for so <laughs> long. I had about six years obsession playing that game on and off. It is the best and... space sim around. Uh, excuse my... me, Eve Online. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <sighs> yeah. Okay. No, it, it wasn't oh. announced. Sorry. I just wanted to say something. Yes. It wasn't. Okay. It, just, <laughs> it came out. Of... <laughs> yeah. It actually wasn't announced. What are you talking about? Yeah. Fever dream. It wasn't. They didn't do like a trailer or anything for it. But I think I might have to get a PS5 just to play Horizon Forbidden West. Mm. Yeah. Because, uh, I, I obviously just have my PC and the Xbox One, but you played uh, the first Horizon on PC. No, I played the first Horizon on PS4. Oh, on PS4, yeah. Yeah, but I don't have it anymore, and um, it. I talk about the game all the time, but like, I'm so excited for that one. And Will, another... you were also talking about uh, what was that game? Back for Blood. You said that you were also excited. Oh for yeah, that. that they announced like the the kind of gameplay. They showed some of the gameplay for Black for Blood, which is um, Turtle Rock Studios, who did uh, Left for Dead One and Two. I'm looking at it now. Oh. It looks very. I mean, it looks. It looks... Yeah, it looks it very looks, similar to, uh, to Left 4 Dead. Yeah, so I mean like, that was a big game when I was younger. You know, that was kind of a right, game yeah. I used to come at home and uh, ignore my homework and play that instead. Left 4 Dead 3. Yeah, essentially in all but name. Yeah. I almost thought when it when the trailer came on that it was Left 4 Dead 3 and that Valve had like pulled off some crazy shit, but uh, of course not. Is it Valve? No. No. So, Tell Rock are the studio that um, founded from all the people that created Left 4 Dead, I think. Okay, right. Yes. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought the Game Awards... I mean, Jeff, I know you're listening, Jeff Keighley. You listen to this he podcast is. regularly. <coughs> oh, God. He's just choking me. Like, don't say it's too long. But yeah, three hours is too much. Too much just to sit there. Got to give him credit though. I think he's done an amazing job over the years to improve it, because I remember that first year it was janky, and it <coughs> didn't run very smoothly with like the transitions between cameras. And I think he's done a very good job actually. <coughs> but yeah, three hours is that's a long time. Well, I still remember at the um, the VGAs when they were yeah. when they were those the old uh, teabagging soldier when the people took too long to do their s- speeches. You remember oh, that? God. Fuck it, how we've how we've evolved and matured yeah. in yeah. the gaming industry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, the Game Awards was uh, it was a pretty good show if they just cut out all of the fucking. Who cares about Snapchat filters and fucking Instagram filters and all that? Oh, shut up, God. Anyway, <laughs> fucking what was that? What was that? Fucking they kept having like little five minute. Oh, it's time to open up your Pokemon Go because we've got Whopper Watch or something going on. Like, <laughs> Okay, so we're going to talk about uh, television, movies and music in future episodes of our 2020 Wrapped series. Uh, <laughs> r- 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 wrapped! Uh, <laughs> oh, God, you're so white. 
<laughs> so are you. <laughs> so YouTube now. Yeah. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed this podcast. Wait, no, 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 sorry. What? <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> we will see you uh, next time, which won't be that long. So thank you for listening. I guess we should pick a song for the end of the podcast. Who, uh, who's got a song what's they a would very, like to choose? What's a, what's a good song? We, we, I'm sure there's a there's something that we've talked about where we can be like. So I just put the Animal Crossing theme. I was say, maybe just the Animal Crossing theme. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think. Bugsnax. Yeah. Bugsnax. Yeah. Your cover of it. My oh fuck yes. am I getting? Yes. <laughs> I'm so bad. <laughs> All right, uh, I will do my cover of uh, Bugsnax to play us out. Yes. yes. <laughs> So we lose all of these <laughs> I will warn you that I can't sing at all. And I only did it for novelty purposes. <laughs> this isn't serious, okay? I'm not serious. That's it, if you'd like to buy it on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you all for joining us. Um, I, and... Having said that... I'm... Pardon? Watching... <laughs> Sounds like you went down the down, down a tunnel. <laughs> so, so. So, so. What did you say, Jamie? <laughs> what did you say? I was gonna say you could see that you could do your own um Christmas album of Bugsax songs. <laughs> Will, how have you not done a Christmas song? I saw it's in it's in it's in the works. Oh, it's in the pipeline. <laughs> it's yeah, in the okay, pipeline. Okay. <laughs> I'm just All trying right. to I'm trying to do one that I can sing without it sounding too terrible. <laughs> just white Probably Christmas. White... I will stab you. <laughs> we still got to do that uh, cover from Eurovision. Oh yeah, we've been planning we one of the Eurovision movie uh, movie movie covers as well to sing one of those. <laughs> All in the name of uh, comedy, of course. Uh, anyway, yes. Okay, so we will see you guys soon. Uh, not too long for the next podcast now, but you've just finished listening to this one, so I imagine you need a break. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, bye-bye for now, my friends. Goodbye. Auf Bye-bye. It's Bug Snacks. Kind of bug and kind of snack Try to catch them in your trap Feed somebody and you'll see we are whatever we eat Find them hiding in the sand Tearing up a ketchup patch Come to Snack Tooth Island and discover It's Bug Snacks I heard that somewhere far off in the ocean There lies an island where the creatures roam a famed explorer tells me they're delicious and yet they're here the two unknown. You might think it sounds impossible till you've seen a carrot crawl. Kind of bug and kind of snack, try to catch them in your trap. Feed somebody and you'll see we are whatever we eat. 
Find them hiding in the sand, tearing up her ketchup patch. Come to Snack Tooth Island and discover it's Bug Snacks. Oh, oh, it's Bug Snacks. Oh, oh, talking about Bug Snacks. Oh, oh, it's Bug Snacks. And if the rumor's not complete baloney, then it's the story of the century. So grab a journal, listen up, and make some new friends to solve the mystery. An expedition, 13 strong of grumpuses who all set off seeking out a better life on Snack Tooth Island. They did find a tasty quest to fill the hole the many feel inside their soul. Venture deep to reach the truth, and maybe you'll learn something too. You might think it sounds impossible. Till you've seen a sandwich climb a wall. Oh yeah, kinda bug and kinda snack. Try to catch them in your trap. Feed somebody and you'll see we are whatever we eat. Find them hiding in the sand. Tearing up a ketchup patch. Come a snack tooth island and discover it's bug snacks. Oh, oh, oh it's bug snacks. Oh, oh, I'm talking about bug snacks. Oh, 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 it's bug snacks. Oh, yeah, everyone's talking about bug snacks. It's bug snacks.